I'm Jim Bryan, your Bible teacher here at Grace and Truth Ministries. We are preaching uh, to an empty auditorium except for one fellow here, Victor. And uh, we got Mike running the board and we got two people running the cameras. And uh, this is all we've got. And uh, we are teaching to this empty auditorium because of the coronavirus. And I'm teaching on the coronavirus every Saturday. Uh, But today, I'm talking to you on Wednesdays. We tape Wednesday at 3, Saturday at 3, so Mike can play these DVDs Wednesday night, Sunday morning. And uh, I'm teaching on, on Wednesday, I'm teaching on predestination predestination and other subjects that are related to it now predestination the reason people don't like it because they think that we believe that men are predestined to go to heaven to heaven and it doesn't matter what they do in their life that God just picked out a bunch of sinners and a bunch of repentant uh, believers and it didn't matter who you were God just arbitrarily picked out people he did arbitrarily pick out a people but he picked them out to save them save is not something you get one night that's the whole program and the whole process from beginning to end he that hath begun a good work in you will perform it till the day of Jesus Christ and that is saved it's not something people do one night when they walk an aisle it starts off and during that time period God is going to conform us this is what Romans 8 and 29 says for whom he did foreknow not what Did God know what was going to happen? Yes. How did he know? He planned it all and ordained it all. There's nothing going on that God did not plan. There's nothing going on, including the evil that he did not plan. He said, I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. When the Bible says that death, the keys of death, are in the hand of Jesus in that first chapter of Revelation, that means everybody that dies of coronavirus, of being tortured in the ancient world by the Roman Catholic Church uh, during the Inquisition, that those were all ordained by God. Whenever God would say to Israel, if you're not obedient to me, I'll send the sword, the famine, the pestilence, and the beast, and I will kill you. This coronavirus is the will of God. And I know that he's going to kill who he wants to kill. And you don't have a way out if you get it. Uh, People say, well, don't you think God's going to protect you during this? Not necessarily if he wants to take me out. He has appointed, it's appointed unto man once to die appointed apo kimai apo k-e-i-m-i kimai is like a track it's like like a like a train track and God has set that up 
apo means to set apart a track for us to die on. It's appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. So everybody in the world has got an appointment with death at a certain certain time. I'm going to, but you cannot come up and say, well, then, then if that's true, I'll go stand in front of a train and it's not my time to die. I won't die. You're an idiot if you do that. If you go stand in front of an oncoming train, uh, God has appointed you to have a stupid mind that day, so you'll die that day. People have said that to me. I'm thinking, and who would go stand in front of a train? Tell me that. Who have, who do you know or ever heard of? Except somebody's wanting to commit suicide and God arranged that too. He's arranged everything after his own will. Now, we've been talking about predestination. He's predestined us to conform whom he did foreknow, the people he foreknew. He also did predestinate to something. Predestinate is the word prohorizo. That is a verb. A verb has tense. It has, has either present, past, or future, or future perfect. Future perfect would mean that it was totally completed in the future. Well, this Predestinate is a past tense verb. Does your books say that? Well, it says it in another way. If you look up the word, how it's spelled in the interlinear Bible, look it up in an analytical lexicon, it will tell you that it is an aorist indicative. It will say A-O-R-I-N-D. That's what it will say. Arist indicative. Arist indicative is a past tense verb. So God has prearranged. The word prohorizo is pro. Meaning, it's our prefix pre. Means before. God is before horizoed us. It actually has a diacritical mark there. That's a breathing sound. He has prehorizoed. No H is in the Greek, but it's diacritical as a breathing sound. Horizo. It's our word horizon. So God has preordained us, past tense, in the past, to be conformed. To be conformed is an infinitive. An infinitive in the English always is preceded by to be. It's a verb, and the the peculiar thing, when you look some of this up in an interlinear, or where somebody has parsed it, They'll just say, it's a verb. Well, it's a verbal noun. Verbal noun. It is a noun nonetheless. It's not a verb, but it has verbal character. Let me explain infinitive one more time. 
Infinitive comes from the word infinite. Infinite means it's continual and it's continual and it doesn't stop being what you make it into. Continual. So, to be conformed, that is what we, that receives, being a noun, a verbal noun, it receives the action of the verb predestinate. It is a noun, but it's verbal in character. That means there's an action taken from an, this is what an infinitive is. There's an action from an outer source and let's call that outer source because this is what it is the outer source is God and God is bringing something up on the subject this is what an infinitive is and it's going to bring about an infinite work and the infinite work will be conforming us to the Image. Image is the word icon, E-I-K-O-N. An icon means likeness or representative. So we're going to represent Christ. Represent Christ by our likeness. We're going to be like Him. Well, everything that He was like, that's what we're going to be. What is this action that's brought up on the subject? You could call it fire. This is what's going to remove the old self. And this is a continual work of God in every believer. When God, the ones that he foreknew, he's going to do a continual work. And this is the action of this verbal noun the verb verb part of the noun is this noun is acting upon the individual to cause him to be like Christ and what is that action it's called fire trials tribulation this is what God's going to rain down on us and this is what we don't like in the flesh. Tribulation, persecution. And persecution is going to come from our enemies all around us. Persecution and anything else that you want to put in that, in that category. Anything. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial that is to try you. You can actually encapsulate these and put them all in this action, this infinitive action that's taken from God upon the man, fire, tribulation, persecution, and all the rest of this. So the Bible says, think it not strange. I don't know. I never even heard anybody teach predestination this way. I've never even heard anybody that understood that to be conformed is an infinitive. 
it doesn't tell you it, it, a lot of times the writers of the translators of the Greek don't give you all the parts of speech they'll give you some of them in the but I can see that when they translated this they translated it as an infinitive and that is a noun that receives the action of the verb something has to receive the action of prohorizo before horizon the horizon is the light and what brings us to the light is doing truth and that's what that's what we come to after we go through the fire and the tribulation the persecution and the trials we go through all of this and very slowly we want to give up we want to give up self you don't give up self all of a sudden. I have never met a new convert in Christianity that got rid of all their sin one day. Have you? I've had a hard enough time being 81 years old. Haven't you had a hard enough time, Victor, giving up your sin? God has to work on you and crush you under his hand and make you wake up one day in the hospital like I did and say, God, I surrender. I give up. I'm going to live for you and do it your way from now on. I don't care what I have to do to preach the truth. And it's me and you against the world. But that was a long time in coming. I preached as a young man in my 20s all over the country. But I wasn't real committed to Christ. I believed in predestination, but I didn't understand it. So when you go through all of this, the fire, think it not strange. Strange is the word kinizo. This is in in First Peter four twelve. Strange X E N I Z O. Kinizo comes from X E N O S. Think it not strange. And kazinos, this is kazi, that's a kazi. That's a kazi right there. Kazinos, this is an X over here. That's a key. You've got to keep that straight. When you see in the English strange, you have to look into the Greek and it says kazinos comes from kazinizo comes from kazinos and this is a kazi right here k-s-e-e that's an x say well it don't sound like I don't think an x sounds like a z you don't have you ever seen xylophone and how do you pronounce the X there? Z, xylophone. A xylophone is one of their musical instruments. So, you got to keep in mind, strange. Strange comes from the word, this is not a strange thing happening to you. It means an occasional guest. Occasional guest the fiery trial is not an occasional guest. That's God raining down this upon us to conform us to the likeness of Jesus. We like the flesh. That's everybody likes the flesh. They don't want to give it up. 
the flesh dies hard. I've had people say, well, I never heard that that you have to give up sin over a long period of time. Well, that's exactly what you do. I mean, is anybody out there quit sinning? Now, the only people that claims to quit sinning are the Nazarenes. If you go to the Nazarene church, they say, well, that lady down in Madison, uh, she told me she was a Nazarene. She said, when we make a mistake... She meant sin. Uh, the Nazarenes are something's not quite right about them. Nobody, everybody knows they still sin. I'm going to go back to some place and show you show you some things on this. Uh, when Paul says, "Put on the new man." He says these, he talks about a new man, and he talks about this new man, and the new man he expresses to us, he expresses to us the new man is the inner man, and that's the one that's born again. I put this on the board so many times. The new man is the inner man. That's the new birth. That's Christ in you. Only those that have been born again have the new man in them. That's the new birth. Christ in you, Colossians one twenty-seven. In you, the hope. Hope of glory. So Christ in you is the new man. The outer man is the old man. And when you're looking in your concordance, just look up look up old man. The Bible says our old man is crucified. This is in the sixth chapter of Romans, is crucified. with Christ that the body of sin which is this outer man which is self and Paul says in this in this seventh chapter of Romans he tells us all about these two men and one is still in us this outer man will be there till we die and what God does with this fire that he rains down on us as an infinitive he rains down that's what an infinitive does it's infinite and it brings about a infinite means permanent I've said this before we go out at night look at the stars some of those stars we are seeing are 20, 23 million light years away from Earth. You mean we can see that far? No. Some of those stars are actually burning, have already burned out, and the light is still rushing toward us at 186,000 miles per second, long after the star has burned out. It don't just flash. 
the light's been coming for a long time. So, so when we look out there, we see beyond those stars and we see it's infinite. It goes on forever. Well, whether it does or not is not the point. To us, we think of that as infinity. I've said before, infinity sign means permanent. This is an infinite sign. It looks like an eight lying down on its side. That's infinite. Mike will tell you that. Right, Mike? That's right. I knew you'd say, yeah. All right, that's infinite. That means it goes on forever. So once we are, once God put this on us, and there's something else that goes with this infinity. It is baptized. Because baptized was originally a verbal noun. It was originally an infinity. And it's infinite. It it goes on and never stops. So what is coming down upon us is a blood baptism. So whenever we're going through, when we're going through all this fire and trial, and tribulation this is what we're predestined to fire trial and tribulation and persecution that's a blood baptism blood baptism a blood baptism has several meanings a blood baptism is a death when you tell people the truth and you got this inner man and you tell them about you tell them about uh, predestination you tell them Christmas is pagan Christmas is pagan you tell them they have to go through a blood baptism they have to go through a daily death blood baptism brings about a daily dying Paul said I die daily I die daily all this goes together. I die daily. He says, if any man will come after me, let him take up his cross daily and follow me. And follow, akulatheo, means to be in the same way with. And the way is narrow. And narrow is the word thalibo. Notice I've moved from over here over here because a blood baptism was what God is raining down on us in this infinity to be conformed as an infinity so blood baptism is an infinity so a blood baptism would be connected to to be conformed what's going to conform us is death to self death to to self that will death to the outer man so that we can grow and become like Jesus and the more and more that God reigns this upon our lives we have got a permanent baptism and a permanent conforming being an infinity 
means that is infinite work of God and it's never undone. Once you're blood baptized, being an infinitive, it, once it's done, it's never undone. It's infinite. It's permanent. It's from now because baptize, several of the scholars will tell you, including Mr. Strong in his B volume, look up baptize, and he will say it was a verbal noun. He doesn't say infinity, but that's what a verbal noun is. It's an infinitive. It means the work is permanent. Once you're blood baptized, you can't get unbaptized. And baptized comes from two words, baptizo. Now, you'll get this out of your Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. That's what first time I saw this in a concordance this is 40 plus years ago I couldn't understand it it says baptize means to cover that's exactly what we're talking about this infinitive over here it's a covering that God puts upon the subject and it comes from God and it's a work of trials and tribulation and that's the same thing as a blood baptism and a blood baptism Baptized comes from baptizo, baptizo, and bapto. And your Strong's Concordance will say, under baptizo, it'll say, see bapto. And when you look at bapto, it means to stain with a dye. Baptized does not mean to dip in water or sprinkle water. That was a proselyte. The water was a proselyte. It was a naturalization process coming into Israel. I've talked about that dozens of times. So, all of this goes together. This inner and this outer man, God's going to get rid of the outer man, but he dies hard. He says, I don't want to die. I like my sin. And that's what Paul says in Romans. Romans. The seventh chapter says the same thing in Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, talking about the new man we have to put on, the new man, and in in Colossians, the third chapter, he's talking about put on, put on the new man. What's amazing that word put on is the word e n d u o. It means to sink into clothing. And he says that in Second Corinthians 4, Colossians 3. He says the same thing in, Gal- in Galatians 3.27. He says, as many of you have been baptized into Christ. He's not talking about water. As many as you have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. But you don't ever take off the say it's the same word in duo as sinking into the clothing. You're sinking into Christ. But you don't get unclothed. That's the same thing in Revelation seven when when the angel is talking to John on Patmos and he says, Do you know what these people are? All these people around the throne? He said, No. 
He said, these are those whose robes are made white in the blood of Christ. It's a blood baptism. He's washed us from our sins in his own blood. A blood baptism. Do we have to be baptized to be saved? We certainly do. In blood, not H2O. People don't even know what to do with this. When you look over there in, in 1 Peter, you look in 1 Peter. I get on baptism. I don't want to get off of it. Do we have to be baptized to be saved? Yes, in the blood of Christ. The translators didn't know what to do when they found that baptize was an infinitive, a verbal noun. It was a noun, a person, place, or thing. Let me put it this way. Person, place, or thing. It was a stained and dyed person. It was one, it's like saying, paint the barn. Do you dip the barn in paint? Or do you splash the paint on the barn? You splash it on the barn. That's what baptism is about. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And if it's water, it ain't blood. But it is blood. Are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? These are they, those who have made their robes white as snow in the blood of Christ. That's amazing. Because when... Well, I won't go further into that. There's so much I could say on that. So, you're talking about the inner and the outer man in these. So, baptism, blood baptism, a baptize is an infinitive. It's a verbal noun. And the fact that to be conformed is an infinitive, a verbal noun, that means they are the same basic thing. Blood baptism is what conforms us. That's all the trials of life. That's why the Bible says in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That's why. Get it? <laughs> all right. First Peter, you said? Huh? First Peter, you said? Yeah, let's look over here. Look at this. People don't even know what to do with this. They they uh, look at it and they make excuse for the wording in it. I don't like to make excuse for the wording. Christ preached to the spirits in prison. Verse 19, I've already said prison. Fulake means the division of day and night are light and darkness and the Gentiles were in the darkness for 4,000 years, God brought them out of prison, brought them to the light or to the truth, and all flesh will see the truth, red, yellow, white, black, and brown flesh, as opposed to the one flesh in the Old Testament. Now, he says, which sometime were disobedient. That was the Gentiles in the ancient world. When once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah... While the ark was was a preparing, 
wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved. It doesn't say by water. It says dia, through water. That's what's terrible about some of the things in the King James translation. Half of the translators are Roman Catholic, and they put some of these words in there that they wanted to put in there. It's not by, it's through. The water didn't save them. The water was the judgment of God. What saved them was the pitch of the ark. Pitch has the same meaning in the Hebrew as blood or blood baptism. Pitch, the first word pitch, kafar. Pitch, kafar. Pitch the ark within and without with pitch. The first word pitch is a verb. The second word pitch is a noun. Pitch with pitch. The second word pitch is kofer. K-O-P-H-E-R. First word pitch is the A. Kafar, kofer. This word pitch, kafar, is the same word as atonement. So atonement, the pitch, is the same thing as the baptism, and that's the same thing as to be conformed. What conformed us is a blood baptism. What delivered the ark was the kofar of the kofar, stained with a dye. It meant to cover. Kafar meant to cover. Kofar meant to stain and to dye. Therefore, it has the same meaning as baptized, and it has, that is to be conformed. It's all an infinitive. And the pitch is said to have been, it was asphalt of some kind, a red stained asphalt. Some say it came out of the trees. Some say it came out of the ground, out of a geyser. Whatever it was, it was a red stained caulking that kept the boat afloat. That's what saved them. It wasn't the water. It saved them through the judgment of God, through the water. What saves us through the judgment of God is the pitch, the blood baptism, the blood of Christ. It has to be applied to our hearts, and our hearts are sprinkled, and that's atonement. And the Ark of the Covenant is sprinkled in the Old Testament. So our hearts are the Ark of the Covenant. The law is now written on fleshy tables of our heart. The law is written on tables of stone kept inside the Ark of the Covenant, inside the Holy of Holies. Now I love this next verse because I've heard Baptists explain this away. Everybody you can think of. The like figure whereunto even the same way the eight souls were they that were saved. How were they saved? By the pitch. By this covering with a stain or dye. The like figure. Antitupon. A-N-T-I-T-U-P-O-N. Like figure is A-N-T-I. T-U-P-O-N. Antitupon means the corresponding corresponding 
part. The same way they were saved corresponds with baptism. This word baptism cannot possibly be water. It has to be the staining and dying of us. And we're stained and died with persecution and trials and tribulation. That's what stains and dies us. That's a daily dying. Baptism doth also now save us. Not the putting away the filth of the flesh. It's not water. That's what it says here. Not water. But the answer of a good conscience toward God. Boy, that conscience is the word sunitesis. And it, and it corresponds to this inner and outer man. Soon, you know, soon or soon or sue or soog. These are all forms of the same word. Or soon. Soon. Soon means, means with are in fellowship. Instead of putting on the front of a word fellowship or or koinonia, K-O-I-N-O-N-I-A, which is the word fellowship. Let me move this. Which is the word fellowship? Or it is fellowship or communion. This, these, this, these words are partaker. Partaker or communion or fellowship are all one word in the Greek koinonia. They're either koinonia or a form of koinonia, koinoneo. And they would put this in front of a word instead of putting fellowship or partaker. You wouldn't say fellowship, ito. Fellowship soon means fellowship or to blend together. And ido, this is the word conscience. And this matches up with baptize, conforming, conforming, infinitive, a permanent, matches up with the fire and the trials. So what God's going to do to get rid of this outer man that lives for self, he's going to put us through fire and trials. That's going to be the baptism. That's going to be what conforms us. And he's going to give us fire, trials, persecution, tribulation, He's going to do that to our lives while we're living for self. Self is living for self. That's what Paul said in the seventh chapter of Romans. He said, 
who's going to deliver me from the body? This is the body of this death. The body is the outer man. Body is outer man. Who's going to deliver me? Christ is going to deliver us by putting us through fire and trials. That's going to conform us because that's a verbal noun. That's an infinitive. So this fire and trials he puts us through is the baptism that conforms us. It's the blood baptism that conforms us to the likeness of the inner man. That's what it's about. You don't get rid of self one day. Is anybody out there that hasn't sinned and you quit sinning? How ridiculous. Are you wrestling with it? Are you agonizing over it? Strive to enter into the straight gate. Strive. Agonizomai. A-G-O-N-I-Z-O-M-A-I. Agonizomai is our word. Agonize. What you're agonizing with is this outer guy that won't behave himself. He wants to keep sinning. Wants to chase women and drink a little and not a lot. Maybe cuss a little and have a few cuss words and go to the big Baptist church and sit there and listen to some boring preacher, boring to death, because he didn't have anything to convict his heart like the truth. So Paul is talking about this outer and the inner man that's got to die. Remember, it takes two. takes two witnesses to put a man to death. You can find that in Numbers 35. You can find that in in Deuteronomy 17 and Deuteronomy the 19th chapter. It takes two, two reputable, honest witnesses. If the witness lies, he has to suffer the same penalty that he was accusing somebody of. So it takes two witnesses. The witnesses here that gives you good conscience is the inner man is going to have to make this outer man willing to vote with him that self must die. So the inner man will get our vote with years of fire and trial. I know that personally. God stuck me in Hendersonville Hospital for two years. I was in and out months at a time. It was at the end of years of music, years in real estate, being a big super salesman, being a great tenor singer, and God made me so sick. He took my voice away, and I woke up one day, and I did what I'm painting here for you. I threw my hands in the air and said, Lord, the fault is mine. I am sorry from now on. It's going to be me and you against the world. You're going to kill me if I keep seeking self from now on. And God just about did. But he got me to vote with him. Got the old Jim Brown to vote with him. I don't like the old me. The old me was disgusting. Now, let me show you what Paul says about that inner and the outer man, which is... What we're being conformed by the by the blood baptism, which is fiery trials and persecution. When you define a blood baptism and you define fire and trials and persecution and tribulation, they're the same thing. 
and we're conformed to the likeness of Jesus and you won't start getting becoming like Christ until this outer man starts dying he's got to give up and you think you can get by with sin I thought that for years and you can't you're not your own you're bought with a price and what's the price the blood of Christ that he baptizes you with baptism is not water what happened to the water that came out of the Old Testament Colossians 2.14 blotting out the handwriting of ordinances the word ordinance is dogma it means rituals he blotted out all the rituals of the Old Testament took it out of the way nailing it to his cross when you wanted to do away with one contract you took the two witnesses out in public with the two original contracting parties said is everybody agreement that we're going to blot this old contract out and they said yes and they drove a nail through it publicly in front of the witnesses in front of the contractors and that invalidated the contract so all the rituals are gone where's the water it's gone Jesus was Jesus wasn't baptized in water because he was showing us that out of work of an inner man we're baptized in blood to show an outer work in an inner man so self will die now let me read this to you go over here to go over here to Romans Romans the 7th chapter I'm going to talk to you about this inner and this outer man you say Jim you talk about that a lot that's the work that God's doing on us we need to know when we go through trials and fire and things that we don't like in the flesh that's good for us we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them are thee called according to his purpose for whom he did foreknow he also did predestinate to be conformed before he talks about that he's talking about groaning in the flesh groaning before you get to verse 29 in Romans 8 and groan is the word stenazo s-t-e-n-a-z-o stenazo is the verb form groan is the verb form of of straight is the gate and narrow is the way straight is the word stenos so when you're groaning You're going through the narrow way, which is the blood baptism, which is conforming us to the likeness of Christ, which is the fire and the trials and the tribulation and the persecution. And that's what makes us give up this outer man. The outer man's disgusting. The old me, if I could go back to me at 33, 34 years old, I would slap me so hard and say, wake up, son. You're disgusting. Now, in that seventh chapter of... Lord, it'll take me a long time to go through this. The seventh chapter of Romans 7. If you'll notice, this precedes 
the eighth chapter which is about predestination and overcoming the carnal man which is the outer man that's what being saved is about all this is about our salvation all of this we god needs to get our vote in order to have we will have a good conscience and that's what that the bible says over there in first peter the answer of a good conscience towards god is our baptism it's the inner man getting the outer man to vote with him and he'll get that vote verse 14 chapter 7 of of romans for we know that the law is spiritual but i am carnal sold under sin now all of these have tense past present and future this word am is the word e-i-m-i e-i-m-i it's a form of e-i-n-a-i which means to be and this word am is present tense it means as the apostle paul i'm writing this letter to rome i have got a part of me that is nothing but carnal it's that outer man and he says that later in this chapter he's not talking about i used to be carnal that's what people do with this chapter when they look at these verbs that's present tense active voice i am a carnal man right now carnal is the word sarks it's the word flesh or sarkikos s-a-r-k-i-k-o-x it comes from the word sarks means fleshly i'm just a fleshly man sold under sin for that which i do he didn't say that which i did that which i do present tense it, the word do let me erase some of this so i got somewhere to put this on the board i have wandered completely off my original subject but i've stayed on the same subject if you notice I, I see this stuff and connect it together. That which I, catergazomai, boy, you recognize that, don't you? K-A-T-E-R-G-A-Z-O-M-A-I. That which I fully accomplish. Fully accomplish. Catergazomai comes from kata and ergon. You can see E-R-G. Ergon is the word toil. Kato means with intensity or down. That which I fully accomplish, toil down on, work on. That which I do, I allow not. That word allow, ginosko, G-I-N-O-S-K-O. That's not what I know. That's not what I know. That's not what I want to know in my life. I allow not. For what I would, 
Thalo. What I will to do. Thalo. That do I not. What I really want to do in this inner man, I won't allow it by that outer man. This is a battle between me and Christ who's birthed in me. That do I not. That do, do, that's an interesting word. What I would, that do I not. That word do there is the word prasso. It's our word practice. I don't practice that. I don't rehearse that in my life. What what I really want to be doing. That do I not. But what I hate, which is sin, that is what I do. Poeto. That's what I do. What I hate. That's what I do. And that word do, poeo, is present tense active. I'm doing it now. I've got this part of me I don't like. If Paul has a part of him he didn't like, then you should recognize a part of you that you don't like. I keep saying this. You inherit through your genetic structure in your body the best and the worst of your parents. You have to face up to the worst in your parents. You don't if you got the best in him, you don't have to you don't have to deal with that. My father had an outrageous temper, pulled guns on people, ball bats, and for years I would just go into a rage. I was always fighting for what was right. But you're not supposed to fight and raise your voice and carry on like a heathen. I never was unfair to people, but I approached things wrong. That I do, poeo, present tense, that's what I do. Verse 16. If then I do that, if I poeo, you recognize that word, don't you? P-O-I-E-O. What I do. Remember the word poema? P-O-I-E-M-A. We are his, his doing, his workmanship. Poema, his tapestry. We are what he does in us. And what he's doing, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. What he's doing is fire and trials and blood baptism and persecution and tribulation. That's what he's doing in us to cause us to be like Christ. You understand that? Then I do that which I would not. Thalo. Form of Thalema. T-H-E-L-O. He said, when we do, we thelema, we do our will. Thalo means will. Comes from thelema, T-H-E-L-E-M-A. That's the word over in John one thirteen. One thirteen, 
we were born again, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Thelema means determine. So what we determine to do, Paul said, when I do the thing that I would not, it's my determination. And if I do that which I would not, Thelo, I consent. Present tense active. That's sum fime. Sum fime. Fime means to say with. Say with. When I, it's no more that do it. He said, I consent unto the law that it is good. What he's saying, I say with the law. Sum means with. Remember, I put that down over here. Sum means with. I say with the law that it is good. I consent unto the law that it is good. When I do that which I would not when I trespass the laws of God because I've got this evil man in me. Now then, it is no more I that do it, katogazomai, fully accomplish, but sin that dwelleth in me. The word dwelleth is the word oikousa, O-I-K-O-U-S-A. O I K O U S A. That's the word dwelleth. This is very interesting. D W E L L E T H. Orkusa comes from the word oikos, which is the word house or family. He said sin has a house inside of my body. That's what he's saying. Sin dwelleth in me. That word dwelleth, or key. He says the same thing in verse 18. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, this outer man, dwelleth, or key, O-I-K-E-I, O-I-K-E-I comes from the same word house. I know that in me that is in my flesh is housing no good thing. No agathos, no beneficial things. For to will thalein a form of thalo or thalema for to will thalein T-H-E-L-E-I-N a form of thalo which is a form of thalema which means to determine for to will thalene to determine to do wrong is present is present parakimai parakimai Present, P-A-R-A-K-E-I-M-A-I. Kimai 
has the idea, like I said, of something laid out. Para means near. For to will is present with me. It's it's near me constantly. Para means near. Present meaning para kume, present tense. He said to will to do is always with me. But how to perform, how to katrogadzomai, fully accomplish, katal ergon, how to perform to work down for the Lord, which is good, I don't find in me. Paul is confessing the wrestling match that he's having with this outer man. For the good that I would, thalo, <laughs> that word would is thalo. I love that word thalo, the wind bloweth where it listeth, thou hearest the sound thereof, and canst not tell from whence it cometh, nor whither it goeth. So is everyone that's born of the Spirit, the Spirit blows where it thalo, where it listeth, the word listeth is thalo. So when God does his thalo, that's good. When we do our thalo, our will, our determination, that's sin. That's the outer man versus the inner man. You're in that wrestling match constantly. But the will, but the the good that I would do, poeo is the word do, but the evil which I would not that I do. I don't want to do the evil, but that's me because I got these two men in me, one versus the other, and God's going to win. He'll make you do like I did in the hospital. I never had a confrontation with God like that before or since. Had one similar to that when I was 37. I thought I was dying. And I began to study about where Babylon was. And I said, I wonder where it is. My father and all of his friends wanted to know where Babylon was at the end of time. I said, I know how I can find out. So I went over to Genesis 11, where Babylon was organized and started by Nimrod. And they found a plain in the land of Shinar and said, let us make us a name. That's what it's founded on. It's founded on self, name Shem means authority. The outer man says, I will, I will thalo, I will thalema, I'll have my will, and it will oppose the inner man, God's will. But if I do that, I would not. That word do is the word poeo. Remember, let me keep reminding you, we are his workmanship. Poeo, poema. I'll put it up here somewhere. His tapestry, poema, P-O-I-E-M-A. It means a tapestry. We are God's work. How are we God's work? We're God's work because he's conforming us to the image of Christ through a blood baptism, which is death to self, death to cross, self denial, tribulation, and he's going to put all that on our lives to get rid of the outer man's self. Self dies hard, it just won't go away. I don't want to give up my sin, my womanizing, my drinking, my cussing. So many Baptists cuss a little. So many of them drink a little bit of champagne or 
maybe a drink at some party, but they don't drink regular. They just got a little sin in their life. A little sin will leaven the whole lump. Then he says in verse 21, or he goes on to say in verse 20, if I do that, I would not. All those doing woods are either poema or, or poeo or they are catergazomai. And the dwelleth is always has to do with housing. Now then I do that, I would not. Verse 20, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth Oikeo, O-I-K-E-O. Remember, you remember the word there in Hebrews 3 and 6? Christ is the son of his own house. Whose house are we? Oikos. We're God's house. He's not going to let sin live in this house. Which house are we? Let me read this again. It's sin that dwelleth in me. It's housed in me. It's present tense. Active voice. Verse 21. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. When I would do poeo, good, evil, is present. It's here now with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. All this predestination, all predestinated to be conformed to his likeness is about, it's about God overcoming the outer man. And he chose you to birth the inner man in you by his sovereign will. If you are sovereignly chosen of God, there's no way out of this fire and trials. He's chosen you. He's going to work this till the beginning, and they that endure to the end, those that undergo this fire and trial to the end, the same shall be saved. Those that go through fire, trials, persecution, tribulation, that's a part of whom he did foreknow. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the likeness of Christ, to the likeness of the inner man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members, in my hands, in my arms, in my eyes, in my ears, in my legs, throughout my body. It's warring against the law of my members. O wretched man that I am. In I, present tense, I am, and it actually says in the original text, O wretched man, it is me. Who shall deliver me from the body of this outer man, this dead man that wants to fight against the laws of God? Then he says those magic words. I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord, 
So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. But with the flesh, this outer man, the law of sin. I want to serve myself, and that's what's in me that don't want to do right, and that's why God is putting me through these tribulations. That's why everywhere I go, people want to kill me. They had to let me down over a wall in a basket at one point to save me from my enemies. But Paul never complained about his enemies. He just simply gave his scriptures and saying, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And then he goes into the next chapter. He doesn't leave this subject. You see where it says chapter 8. Chapter 8. Verse 1. That's not in the text. This is one, one copy of a parchment in the ancient world. You go straight in the same subject into the next chapter. And because you can't do right, he says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. I'm not going to condemn you because of the outer man, because I'm working on the outer man, and I'm going to get rid of him, the Lord says. Who walk not after the flesh after this outer man but after the spirit the inner man that's what Christ birthed in us so when we conform to the likeness of Christ it's going to be through fire and trials and tribulation it's going to be through the things that you hate in your life to happen to you and God's going to destroy the flesh how much time to have Mike? 23 I'm glad we got through that And then he goes into this next chapter, but it's not another chapter in the original text. It's a part of the same thought of chapter 7. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of Christ Jesus has made me free from this outer man. For what the law could not do in that It was weak through the flesh. What it couldn't do to this fleshly man. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. For sin condemns sin in the flesh. And then he keeps going in the same thought from the seventh chapter. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after this fleshly outer man, but after the spirit, which is the inner man. For they that are after the flesh, this outer man, do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the inner man, after God deals with you so long, I do this every time I put this on the board. I say the fire is like these concentric circles. This is fire. This is trial, tribulation. And what God is doing with these concentric circles, he's burning out self, the outer man. And all of your life, he's going to do this. And finally, when you get to be an old man, 
you will have a thin veneer of self and you'll still be battling that if we say we have no sin we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not within us because the truth convicts us of sin that we have now now most people say you get rid of that old man you don't do that all of a sudden there's other verses look at 2 Corinthians the 4th chapter 2 Corinthians the 4th chapter I hope I've tied this together I didn't even intend to put this on the board and I put things on the board that I didn't even understand clearly till today while I was teaching it this to be conformed in the blood baptism go together and they go together with the fire and the trials and the persecutions and that's what makes us groan and that's what that's the that's the straight gate that leads to the narrow way and the narrow narrow is the word thalibo and we get the word tribulation from that thalipsis thalipsis is the noun and and narrow is the verb the thalibo is the verb so we go through the narrow way and while we're going through it that conforms us to the likeness of christ and that's a permanent baptism it's a permanent conforming till the day we die that's why he that hath begun this good work in you by birthing christ in you he performs it all the way till the day of jesus christ and he it's a permanent infinitive baptism and conforming now look over here in in uh, second corinthians now where did i say we was going to go chapter four. huh second corinthians four. second corinthians four and we're going to put on this man we see in this fourth chapter uh, we see dying all through this chapter then we get down to the end of the chapter and he says well let me read before it I gotta read before it and this will express the same thing about the inner and the outer man let me read some of this verse 7 but we have this treasure in earthen vessels what treasure is that the light from the previous verse the light that shines out of darkness shines in our hearts what's the earthen vessels that's our physical bodies that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of us we are troubled Thalibo, same exact word as narrow is the way. We are troubled by the narrow way in, on every side because fire and trials and persecution from people who hate these truths and they want to crucify us and they do and death is thanatos is the word thanos or thanatos means separation they separate from us they don't want to talk to us anymore that's our family our friends our brothers and sisters our mother and father 
We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Stenokoreo means to them completely cut off. We are perplexed. Aporio. Remember the word aporia? A-P-O-R-E-O. Aporio is the same word as Luke 21, 25. There'll be distress of nations with perplexity. Aporia. A-P-O-R-I-A. No way out. In a quandary, no answer. That's what the world's in today. No answer, no way out. We are perplexed. No way out. But not in despair. We're not completely at a loss. Exapoio. E-X-A-P-O-R-E-O. That means no, absolutely no way out. But we're we're not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken. What is he talking about? He's talking about the battle going on to get rid of this outer man until he votes with the inner man, and that's the good conscience we have. Christ wants us to vote with him. It takes a second witness, and we have to come to a place one day and say, I have to die to my flesh and vote with you. And that's good conscience. That's conscience. Sunitasis. That's the conscience towards God. And the Bible says that we have good conscience through our through our witnessing. Remember, witness means to die. And when our spirit bears witness with his spirit, bear witness is the word sum martireo. Sum M-A-R-T-U-R-E-O. Martyreo means martyr means to die. Comes from martyr. It means to die with. So we have to die to this outer man and die with Christ daily. And that gives us good conscience. And that's why baptism in blood doth also now save us. Always bearing about in the body, in these physical bodies, we're bearing about we're bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. We're bearing about in the fact that we die daily, that the life also of Christ might be made manifest in our bodies, that the life of the inner man can be manifest in our outer man, and this man will vote with Christ that we die for we which live are always delivered unto daily dying to death for Jesus sake that the life also of Jesus that the life of the inner man will be made manifest in our mortal flesh in these bodies here that's not talking about the change of our bodies in our mortal flesh, his likeness will be made manifest or made known. That word manifest comes from the word light. 
It'll be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us. We die daily. So you people at Corinth can live in Christ and then you'll start dying daily. We having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believe and therefore have written, have spoken. We also believe and therefore speak knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus. It's not talking about the resurrection in the day of Christ coming back and taking us out to meet him in the air. It's talking about us being raised daily. The fifth chapter of uh, the 15th chapter of first Corinthians says, if Christ be not raised today, then you're dead in your sin. Your faith is vain. He has to be raised present tense in our bodies every time you find the word resurrection. Anastasis. Every time you find Anastasis, it's feminine gender. It's talking about the resurrection of the church daily as we die daily. For all things are for your sakes. All this dying is for you, the church at Corinth that the abundant grace might be through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. And I said all that just to get to verse 16. For which cause we faint not, for though our outward man perish. I read all that just to get to this outward man dying. Yet the inward man is renewed renewed day by day by day by day by day. And then he says, For our light affliction. The word affliction is thalipsis. It's the same word as tribulation. T-H-L-I-P-S-I-S He says, Our light affliction which is but for a moment, that's our entire lives. Seventy years is but a moment with eternity. For our light affliction which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. It's a far it's a weight of glory. It could go into weight, it's just the word Barus means heavy. It's heavy glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, which this outer man does, but he's got to die before you see spiritual things in your life. But at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal now go over to do I have any time go to Colossians well I'll stop at Ephesians on the way and go to Ephesians the fourth chapter I'm just going to go to one verse here takes too long to go through it verse 24 Put on the new man. 
that's the inner man that's birthed in you but there's qualities that go with the new man which is the likeness of christ which is what we're predestined to to his likeness put on the new man which after god is created in righteousness and true holiness righteousness dikaiosune means what is right and true holiness holiness is how the word hagiosmos it means to be righteous or pure wherefore putting away lying the old man and his speak ye every man truth to his neighbor and the world's not doing that tell people the truth tell them they have to die daily tell them they have to resurrect daily and how do you die daily you tell somebody the truth you see them the next time they cut off all fellowship with you say i've got to go i can't talk now speak ye every man truth to his neighbor for he remembers one of another but i have to read that whole chapter to you about the inner man that you put on that new man look over in colossians Colossians, the third chapter. This talks about that inner and outer man also. Paul spoke about this all through his writings. He's talking about putting off. Do I have, how much time do I have? Eight. Eight. Let me read one verse and then I'll go some verses before it. Verse 12, put on, in duo, sink into clothing. When he says put on the whole armor of God in Ephesians the 6th chapter, it is in duo. The whole armor of God is the baptism that you're going to fight the lies with, but you don't do the fighting. God does the fighting. You got the shield of faith that you block off all the fiery darts of the wicked. You've got the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's putting on all of these, this baptism that you're in. And that's what fights Satan. And it's not you, it's God's work in you. Then he says, Put on, sink into this clothing, therefore, as the elect of God, holy, hagios, pure, what makes you pure is the fire. It burns out the outer man. And all you got left is the inner man with all of his qualities. That's the likeness of Christ that you're predestined to conform to. Put on therefore as the elect, eclectos, favored of God. People say God don't favor anybody. Yes, he does. Put on as God's favored, holy, hagios, pure, which the fire is going to make you pure. It's going to burn out self of the outer man. That has personally happened in my life. But it took me years to really come to the... When I was about 44, I was in the hospital, and I said, Lord, you're going to kill me if I don't stop and behave myself. I'm going to serve you from now. But it was another 15 years before I really began to get a hold of what this meant. 
and beloved. Agapao. Bowels of mercy, splanchnon. Splanchnon comes from the word spleen. So when you put on the inner man, this is the likeness of Christ that you're predestined to. Kindness, Christatos. Christatos comes from the word Crea or Creo. Christatos, kindness. It's a form of Christos. which is the goodness of God, leads you to repent of that outer man. God is good to you when he puts you through the fire and the trials and the persecution because that's what you have to go through to get rid of self. And that's something that Christians in America are not familiar with. That self has to die. When self dies, you quit fighting and arguing with anybody. I don't argue with nobody anymore. That's a waste of time. You're fighting God when you fight. You're, it's, I don't want to do that, and I'm not going to live holy and righteous and godly. It's kind of like they got mad at that man, that that white cop that killed the the black man in Minneapolis. The cop was a stupid man. You're going to arrest somebody, arrest them. Don't kill them. You can't legislate righteousness of the outer man. That, that, the only thing that'll get rid of that outer man is God's fire and persecution and trials and tribulation. That's all. God will put enough of that on you. He'll put keeping these straws on the camel's back and you're the camel, and one day he says, this is the one that I've been looking for, and it crushes you. And this outer man starts saying, I want to learn to give up, and you don't give it up one day. It's like when I was in the hospital, I said, Lord, you're going to kill me if I don't stop trying to be rich and stop trying to be famous in somebody. But it was a growing process after that. I was in my mid-60s before I really began to believe what I really preached about predestination. I started giving up self, quit fighting. If God can't convert you, I don't even want to try to. I don't want to get somebody and say, pray this sinner's prayer. There's no such thing as a sinner's prayer for salvation. It's wrong. We know that God heareth not sinners. If any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. How shall a man call on a God he don't believe in? How shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? Then he continues. Kindness, Christatos. It's the goodness of God or the kindness of God that leads you to repent. He's kind to you when he puts you through the fire and the trials of the persecution and breaks your will. It's what he has to do to break our will. He has to tame us. He's got to tame the outer man. That's the word, blessed are the meek. 
for they shall inherit the earth. Meek is the word praus. It means tame. We've been talking about praus. It means to be tamed. God's got to tame that outer man to vote with him that self has to die. Humblest of mind, tepanoasune. We can only humble under the hand of God, and that's evil man. While they put us through tribulation and trials, meekness, prous, long suffering, macrothemia, putting up with a long time, forbearing one another, an echo, a n e c h o. An echo comes from echo, which means to hold. When we say echo, we hold a sound. Hello, hello, hello. That just means to hold. Placing the alpha in front of echo, it means to hold up or put up with. Excuse me. Anna, not the alpha. Anna means up. Echo means to hold up or put up with people's Somebody that's five years old spiritually, and they're not 25 years old spiritually, and they're, they're a baby, we have to forbear them when they make mistakes and they say the wrong thing. Forbearing one another, forgiving one another, only when they repent. If any have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Above all these things put on charity, agape, which is the bond of perfectness. Teleotes is the word perfectness. When the perfect is come, when the church matures like this, and it begins to die off to the flesh, that's when those infant gifts of the Spirit will be done away with. I'm out of time, ain't I? Yeah. I went in a direction I didn't mean to go, but I'm glad I went there. I saw something myself, how that to be conformed, is equal to a blood baptism. And that's all the things we go through to get rid of this outer man's self. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the truth. I don't know why you let me see this. I'm just a little bitty nobody. I pray that you'll let the church become strong. If there's a way to get this message to the world, let us do that, Lord. We thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for truth. God help us and help the church to be strong and open up doors for this ministry that we can continue it if it's according to your will and mercy. Lead us through this virus only according to what you want. Thank you for everything. We praise you for it all. Lead us to your family, your elect people, the sheep. We praise you for everything. Fight all our battles in Christ's name. Amen. Boy, that was something else. I've never seen this message in this light before. If you saw it, you saw something I didn't 